Hi, and welcome to Embark, where we talk about change and what's next. I'm Liz Solar. Rebecca Moore from In a Nutshell Consulting and Diana Place from Third Act Quest join me the third Thursday of each month to contemplate our third acts. Hence the name, Embark on Your Third Act. We're contemplating our third act of life, and just what does that mean? Rebecca starts the conversation. Now is not the time to just be lying on the couch watching Netflix, although that's fine. But it's like, let's, what are we going to do? What do we do with all this knowledge that we've gained over the past 50 plus years, right? I hear some people say, oh, it's not my third, it's my fourth, or no, it's really my second. You know, there's no precise line for what a third act is. I think as we embark on our third act, one of the things we have to reckon with um, and make peace with are perhaps things that we've done that we wish we didn't do or things that we did do that we wish we'd done something else. I hate the word regret, but I think it's a really powerful one. You know, Diana, it's like that song, regrets, I've had a few, but mostly it's about the things I didn't do. There's this feeling of, oh, I wish I had done that. That was an opportunity that I didn't even recognize as an opportunity. You know, using that Mary Oliver quote, you know, what do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I mean, from here on out, I plan on no regret around things that I don't do. This new world order that we're facing right now, it's kind of like our world is having a midlife crisis. And so I think it's interesting that we're talking about our third act. The whole world has the opportunity to have a third act right now. It's like a coming home to who you are. And I love that because I remember as a kid, I wanted to be an artist. And then I thought, well, how am I going to be an artist? I don't really know what, I don't know what to say or what to talk about. Now it's like, oh, I have so much to say. I don't know where to start. So many of us can get to a certain point in life and feel like, oh, I'm too old for this, or I just can't start again. That ship has sailed, which, whichever way you say that, you're kind of like, I'm done with it. But it doesn't sound like you are, Rebecca. So what does that say about human potential and what we can accomplish in this life? What we know today about the brain and and you know, the physiology, the interaction between neurology and physiology has changed so much in the past 20 years. So we know that there is something called neuroplasticity. That we know that we can actually quite literally change our thoughts and beliefs and that there's some thoughts and beliefs that we have that are actually hurtful to us and that are kind of stuck in us. So it is so exciting to know you can change and you can you can actually, you know, make the most of your life. And in fact, what you've been doing so far is only a tiny fraction of your potential. And so that's really hopeful. I think that's like a great, that's just a great thing to know that's scientifically proven. What I like to think about when I think about third act, it isn't a final resolution, a conclusion. It is the clarity it's almost like a climax of all the little subplots of our lives are finally being more clear. And I like to say, you can rewrite the story of your life in your third act. And, and it can truly, because you've gotten so much wisdom, it can be the best one of all. People are more and more getting out of their comfort zone. I don't even use the word retirement anymore for myself because 
I feel like the convergence of my passion and what I'm doing as my quote unquote work. Like, why do I want to stop that? I love that. I love that people can continue to do what they love or start something new. And it's really all for the benefit of the workplace, if you look at it from a practical angle, as well as a, you know, a spiritual or a social angle that people who stay in the workplace, besides the, the benefit of this inclusionary workforce that we have, young, old, married, single, uh, whatever your gender identity is, whatever your race is, it just enriches the workforce, period. It, it enriches the culture. This is the added benefit. People who stay in their jobs, who stay working for a company, they may not be withdrawing their Social Security benefits on the earlier side. And Social Security entitlement programs have been huge policy political discussions over the last 20 to 30 years. You know, what is going to happen? Will there be enough for subsequent generations? And uh, stalling that withdrawal for people who want to continue to work and gain more income that way is to the benefit of not only the generation who is next in line for it, but for subsequent generations. So when we're talking about our longevity of life and what makes it worth living, the social, the political, the spiritual, and the, the economic all factor in. I don't think we've ever had a moment in history before where there are so many women that are highly educated, driven, they're just underutilized. And I think that we have the perspective that is really needed to help everyone else make the shifts because we have some wisdom. The fact that there are millions of women who have who are highly educated, have had professional careers, and have had to take care of, have been caregivers and volunteers and stuff, this is a huge resource. But doesn't it stun you? It stuns me in myself and in people I encounter, that my, my friends and people I work with, how confidence, despite all, because women, for the most part, many of them, if they're uh, a, a mother and, a, and somebody who works, they're, they're all about giving out, you know, supporting others, supporting whatever they do in their job. And if they've chosen to be a mother only, um, they're, they're nurturing their children. And it's like, it's so surprising how just that beautiful, beautiful decision ends up sometimes making you feel worse as you become that empty nester, because like, now what am I going to do? It's the infamous motherhood penalty, which is not only problematic for women in their childbearing years, but it does come back to roost in middle age or in that third act. So um, it's like getting hit twice. While we're on the subject of being marginalized in some way for those of us who opt out of parenthood, who may not have an empty nest, who for whatever reason said, um, you know, having children is not for me, perhaps not having a traditional marriage or having a relationship with someone of a different gender. You know, we are at a, an interesting time where all of the diversity and the possibilities for inclusion are being made clear. I'm looking forward to looking into all types of people going through this third act and how they're dealing with it, whether it's through the prism of their professional life or what, what has gone on in their personal life, what they're looking for now. 
what they're thinking about, what their passions are as they enter a, a next act or a third act, and, and how we create this inclusive culture and really commit to it, how we enter this third act that enhances people's ability to really enjoy their next act. These are conversations that I would love to have. That's a great segue into what the third act can be for each of us. And I love this concept of coming home to the person that you actually, who you were born to be. And it's so strange how we we go through this middle act of the confrontation experience and stuff and trying on all these different personalities for you know for size. And a lot of them don't work. And yet when we find the thing that truly, I'd like to use the phrase, blows our hair back, we become young again. But what's the word for it? Um, like nurture it, cultivate that. That's what. And then, you know, then you're you're fulfilling the rest of your life in the way you were meant to. Well, all the roads, I believe, lead to our deepest, most basic needs as humans is to be connected with each other. One of the turning points, I think, that comes with age and also comes with now this post-pandemic world is heightened awareness and heightened intention to build bridges, you know, between generations, between races, you know, acceptance and things like that. It's a really, it's a beautiful time. Thanks, Diana and Rebecca, for coming out to play today and embarking with us on this third act. If you like what you hear today and you want to join in the conversation, get in touch at Liz at EmbarkThePodcast.com and please subscribe. And until the next time we meet, thanks for listening.